0: We talking rom-com, we talking action, we talking drama and movie classics, whatever you want, yo we have it, cause we talking movies on a podcast, so I married a film critic, so I married a film critic. So i married Larry Duff, film critic Hey honey, I just want to talk so about Larry the Duff, movie Duff, Like film casually, Duff, you don't have to so bring Duff, up Larry Cinematography, honestly Let's just talk about like how
1: the characters were fun Larry the film critic
0: Duff, Duff, Duff,
1: Duff, Duff. So i married Larry film critic Welcome to So I Married a Film Critic, a discussion between a professional film critic and lecturer and me, his wife of 20 years, who just likes to watch movies for fun. I'm your co-host, Julia. This is Barrett, film critic. Hello, everyone. And tonight we decided to watch First Blood, which I like to call Rambo First Blood, but now you're telling me that's not even the title.
0: No, it's just First Blood. When. The sequel came out three years later. That's when they started to talk about labeling it, and in the subsequent years with box sets and you know seeing it on streaming, they always call it Rambo First Blood. But no, it's just First Blood. That's it, because the sequel is called Rambo First Blood Part Two, and then they just got rid of the whole. You know, it wasn't like Rambo Three, First Blood Part Three. They just they just dropped the whole First Blood thing.
1: Oh, that's smart. Just call him Rambo. It's just easier.
0: Well, you know, first blood, you can't say first blood two because, like, wait, first blood two should it be second blood, more blood, bloodier, <laughs>
1: bloodier, <laughs> bloodier Rambo. Well, okay, this is, I think, only the second time I've seen this movie. Hmm. Yeah. And I, I didn't really remember that much of it, but I really liked it this time.
0: Well, this is Ted Kotcheff. And he's directed two movies I've seen so many times I couldn't possibly count. One is First Blood. The other is Weekend at Bernie's. So I'm very familiar with this man's body of work. I love First Blood.
1: Okay, well, let's get into it. Because as I think maybe longtime listeners know, and if you're a first-time listener, I love Sylvester Stallone.
0: Yes. If anything happened to me, she would happily replace me. With Sylvester Stallone as the co-host of this show. Let's just put it that way. (laughs) Oh, you're smiling like a Cheshire cat (laughs) right now. I'm going to see you tomorrow before I leave for work. You're going to be like, bye, Sly. I I mean, whatever your name is.
1: (laughs) Well, let's get into it because uh, our movie opens up with John Rambo, a former member of an elite United States Army Special Forces unit just kind of wandering around the countryside not only that
0: he's smiling he's happy it's not what you'd expect from this character especially if you know this character but he has hope and he goes over to this house and we learn that it's the house owned by the widow uh, of his of his friend who uh, who died um you know rambo is a vietnam veteran and he's looking for all the men who served with him in his unit and he goes to this house and he's talking to this lady, and it becomes very quickly, very, very evident that the person he's looking for is no longer alive. And but the thing about this scene that really jumps up at me is that he's a chatty Cathy in this opening scene with this lady. He won't shut up because it's it's because like Stallone has a ton of dialogue in this scene, and then a ton of dialogue at the end of the movie, and in between almost no dialogue. So it's like because like in the opening scene, remember he like goes up to the lady's like. Hey, I'm looking uh, for your husband. Is he, like, here? So, yeah, uh, hey, I got a picture of my wallet. Let me take it. Uh, oh, sorry. There's a Tic Tac. Uh, oh, I think the Tic Tac got stuck to my driver's license. I mean, can you imagine? I got pulled over by a cop, and I gave him my driver's license. Like, hey, I'm missing a Tic Tac. Uh, anyway, I-, I feel like I'm the one doing all the talking here. So, uh,
1: Yeah, and she's just standing there doing laundry. Oh, um, he's dead. Go away, please. <laughs> And it, and it
0: clearly breaks him and shatters him. He was the last, uh, apparently the last of his friends who he was looking for on this on this long, sad journey. So now, feeling defeated, he walks off back into the wilderness from where he came.
1: Yeah, and he ends up walking into a small town, ironically called Hope.
0: <laughs> oh, man, that changes so fast. Yes.
1: <laughs> so he, you know, he's got the long hair. He's wearing, as, as you noted... A coat with, you know, an American flag on it. Yeah, a little American flag patch. And
0: so I, I have an uncle who's no longer with us who did serve in Vietnam and my uh, calabash uncle Ray also served in Vietnam. I heard I heard stories. I mean I they're not to get too deep into it because the movie sure doesn't get that deep into it. But I would hear about veterans who had either the American flags, a patch, like this giant size patch patch on the back of a leather jacket or be in the in the case of this movie just like a little American flag patch on the front of it and the soldiers would have long hair and you know they would be called the most horrendous things rocks would be thrown so the movie is talking about, you know, in a very serious way, um, how some of these, not all, thankfully, but a lot of veterans were treated post-Vietnam. Vietnam was such an unpopular war. It went on for such a long time. The draft was a horrendous thing, as was so much of the 60s with, you know, the Civil Rights Movement and, oh, gosh, I mean, the, the, uh, the assassination of Kennedy and uh, so many horrendous things that happened in the 1960s. So, I mean, you know, in the Vietnam War was so divisive and so controversial. So by the time a lot of these soldiers came back, it you know, it, 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 the movie is reflecting on that time when there were, unfortunately, people that their, their anger and confusion and aggression towards Vietnam was being directed towards the vets. So, yeah, unfortunately, John Rambo meets uh, such a person, just moments, walking into the town of Hope.
1: Well, which is crazy, because we have this sheriff, Will Tiesel.
0: Sheriff Tiesel, played by Brian Dennehy. Wonderful performance. And it's
1: like, he spots him and immediately
0: is just like, oh, no, not in my town. Yeah. Uh, You know, and I don't know. Like I was telling you, I'm I'm of two minds about this character, because on the one hand, I get it. It's a small town. He's trying to keep, whatever, the homeless out. He's trying to keep vagrants and transients out. He's, he's like, it's his job to spot guys like this, like, get him out. We don't want him camping out. We don't want him getting drunk and being, you know, waking up the next morning in front of the school library. Like, this guy, like, he's got to go. So I get it. But, I mean, his lack of any kind of empathy is pretty startling.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. Because all Rambo wants is a meal. He's like, any place I can get a meal... And the guy's like, yeah, 30 miles from here. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so he immediately, like, he takes him out of town, drives him over well, this bridge. Let me pause for just a second. Let okay. me just linger on one of
0: my favorite scenes in the film, because it's a twofer with, uh, with, with with Dennehy and Stallone. And they're driving the police car, as you've indicated. He's giving him a ride, but he's basically taking him out of town. And Rambo asks, completely reasonably, why are you pushing me? And Tiso goes, what did you say? And Rambo goes, I said why are you pushing me? I haven't done anything. This scene always gives me the chills because this is where it starts. 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 Where are starts.
1: Well, you headed? Portland. Portland is south. You said you were headed north. You got someplace I can eat around here? There's a diner about thirty miles up the highway. Is there any law against me getting something here? Yeah, me. Why are you pushing
0: me? What did you say? So why are you pushing me? I haven't done anything to you. First of all, you don't ask the questions around here. I do, you understand? Secondly, we don't want guys like you in this town. Drifters. First thing you know, we got a whole bunch of guys like you in this town. That's why. Besides, you wouldn't like it here. This is a quiet little town. In fact, you might say it's boring. But that's the way we like it. And I get paid to keep it that way. Boring. Just Indulge me for just a second here, I promise, just a second. But like if Tiesel was like I'm sorry, I'm being kind of a dick today. I had a hard morning, you know, the wife and uh so you know what <laughs> Let me get. Let me buy some soup and maybe a tuna melt at Rosie's. Okay. So they go to Rosie's and he's like, oh, hey, this is a really good tuna melt. See, didn't, didn't I tell you? And he drives them out into town like, all right, here. Here's the number of my buddy. You know, Vegas, they they got some, you know, they need blackjack dealers in Vegas. And, and, <laughs> and you know, Rambo's like, yeah, I'm good with numbers and I can like build things out of wood. Yeah, excellent. Okay, well, give me a call when you get to town. Bus should be here in like five minutes. Hey, man, thanks. Appreciate it. Shakes his hand, gets off. Nobody would have died. Yeah. I don't even know if Rambo would have regressed, you know? Yeah. Seriously, like when we meet him at this point, he has not been pushed. He has yeah. not been goaded. He's not been prod and abused by these idiots. Yeah. Like honestly, if Teasel had done a, even a halfway decent thing, none of this would have happened. Rambo would not have become this warrior in, in the civilized world. But because he's pushing him and because Teasel is such a dick... Every this is this is the moment where it all starts and every time I see it like, oh man, this is where the whole this is where the whole Rambo franchise starts.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's true because when Tiesel drops him off, he drives back over the bridge, and you can tell that Rambo's just like, you know what? No. I'm going back and I'm getting some lunch. Yeah. And he starts walking over the bridge and Tiesel looks in his rearview mirror and he's like, What the? And he just immediately turns back around and like arrest the guy. Yeah. For nothing. For nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Okay, so he takes a man, goes into the police station, and I mean, what? He's, he gets arrested for resisting arrest. Right. It's <laughs> the most ridiculous charge. And then having a concealed weapon. He had a knife on him.
0: He had a Bowie knife for hunting. Which, by the way, in this part of town, I'm <laughs> sure everybody's got a Bowie knife in their back pocket. In, this, in the town of Hope, yes.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. So... They're, I mean, these guys are trying to fingerprint him. They're trying to like do all this stuff. They, oh, they, they tell him he stinks and they hose him down. I mean, it's really awful. Yeah,
0: they completely, they totally abuse him. I mean, it's not like he's making it easy on them, but at the same time,
1: again, he hasn't done anything. He hasn't
0: done anything other than the fact that he smells bad and he's got better hair than they do. So they're they're <laughs> furious with this guy.
1: Yeah, and you know, and he's having these flashbacks of war during yeah, this whole time. And
0: like I guess the movie is very wise to be very spare with these flashbacks because this is loaded stuff. And again, like it, we'll 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 talk about this in full later on. But like the movie is only halfway committed to talking about the horrors of Vietnam. Nevertheless, these are violent and disturbing flashbacks. They they come very quickly. And you just see that, you know, he's not having them because, you know, because this is something he normally does. He's having them because violence is being inflicted on him. He's having these horrible memories and they're, you know, triggering the the warrior survival part of him that maybe has been suppressed all this time. So he ends up escaping. Oh, boy, does he ever. He beats the crap out of every police officer. I mean, even the temp who's just like, I just work here. ah!" He breaks the arm and leg and scrotum of every cop in this station. It's fantastic. The Jerry Goldsmith music is pounding. And another quick, very quick observation. Uh, About 10 years ago, I had the privilege of co-teaching this class at uh, University of Colorado Springs called Mental mental illness in the movies remember this and we showed like a ton basically it was this brilliant professor uh, uh, Professor Gatos who was also um, uh, a nurse nurse, yeah and you know a wonderful lady so she was like leading the you know the smarty part of the class and I'm just like and I'll show you some clips (laughs) (laughs) that's really what it was but like this was one movie where we showed the clip of because because she talked about PTSD and and she was a specialist dealing with, uh, with with veterans anyway I just remember we showed this clip this particular part of the movie the whole sheriff station scene where they put they bring him in he's having flashbacks and then he beats him up beats everybody up gets on his motorcycle and takes off i remember when we hit the stop button everyone was like oh like oh can we watch like a few more minutes because this is awesome
1: (laughs) it is awesome it's
0: so exciting oh my gosh
1: Yeah, because he ends up, like, throws a civilian off a motorcycle, steals it, and then just, like, takes off.
0: my bike now, buddy. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So, um, now we have this, like, chase with cop cars and the motorcycle. And it's like, come on. These, like, rinky-dink cop cars going after a dirt bike that can just, like, go anywhere. They try. It's ridiculous. Oh, there was one crazy part where I think it is um, Tiesel. And he's trying to go after Rambo and it's just his car just ends up like Upside down. Oh, yeah, rolling down the hill like so slow and then just ends up on it on its upside down. Yeah. And I mean I laughed out loud because he gets out of the he gets out of the car and just kinda like, duh, I can't believe that happened. I don't know how unintentionally
0: or, or rather how intentionally funny any of this is supposed to be, but it's considering how this how our protagonist has been abused by these jerks for the last 10 minutes. It's so satisfying yeah. to watch everybody fall so flat in their face and, and you know just demonstrate how outmatched they are by one guy.
1: Yeah. Well, and then Rambo ends up having to go on foot too because yeah. his bike can't get up this really steep cliff. And so now there's just a foot chase. Yeah. And we see uh, Rambo, I don't know, just like running through the woods now. And he ends up on the side of a cliff. Yes.
0: And this is the helicopter scene. Uh, You know, of course there are stunt performers in this movie. And there's because it's the 80s and there's no digital – that digital effect of putting an actor's face on a stuntman's body, they're not doing that yet. There's a couple of shots where if you look like, oh, okay, that's not Stallone. But a lot of it is. And the helicopter scene in particular, I mean, the shots are Stallone's face is pretty close to the camera. In the background, that helicopter is – Looks like it's about to jump on him. It's pretty amazing stuff how close he is. I mean, I don't think he was on the edge of a cliff, you know, with three miles down. But, I mean, he looks like he's in terrible danger. He's clearly sharing the frame with this helicopter. There's another shot where he's hiding behind a tree. And every time he looks over his shoulder, not only the shooting at him, but the helicopter is getting closer and closer to him. This is dangerous stuff.
1: Do you think he had... You know, when he was doing this, he's like, "I should do a movie about where I like hang off cliffs." I know, I'll call it cliffhanger.
0: You know, like I don't really like machine gun stuff, but all that stuff where I'm like, my biceps are like pumping, <laughs> and I'm like pull, like, pull up up the rock, and I'm like, get of my way, squirrel. and I'm like pulling myself up. That's a movie. Somebody should write that. I should write that. <laughs> yeah. By the way, Mr. Stallone is the third build screenwriter on this movie and i'll, I'll tell you where I'll, i bet i know exactly where mr stallone the writer jumped in but uh yeah i love i love <laughs> i look i mean you, you never know with these things maybe he did a full rewrite of the script i don't know i doubt it but it is pretty funny when it's like like written by this guy this guy and sylvester stallone like, okay all right like okay sly we'll give you a, we'll give you a writer credit we know you wrote rocky we know how good you are
1: Okay, well, so this helicopter is coming towards him and the guy on the helicopter just wants to shoot him in cold blood. And the helicopter pilot is like, No, like I can't I can't hold still. There's an updraft, you know, all this stuff. And the guy's like, You do it, you're told and you know, he's like trying to get him. And so Rambo just like basically jumps down into trees. I mean,
0: it's amazing. It's a free fall from a cliff into trees while the helicopter is like, and it's a slow-mo drop. I think it's all a stunt person. I don't think Stallone actually did this, but even if there's a giant, you know, a giant airbag in the bottom to cushion the fall, this is scary stuff.
1: Yeah. And this is where he is hiding behind that tree. Yes. And then he picks up a rock and just like hurls it. At this
0: helicopter. It's it's like, you know, never bring a rock to a gunfight unless you're John Rambo.
1: <laughs> well, then the guy who's... Galt is his name. Galt, who's been shooting at him, falls to his death. Again,
0: so satisfying.
1: Yeah. Okay, so Galt falls to his death and Teasel, who didn't see that Galt was just... You know, trying to kill Rambo. He's like, I'm going to vow to avenge his death. And so Tiso leads his deputies in in the woods to try to capture Rambo. And these deputies are so inexperienced and they're just like bickering. (laughs) Um, Rambo disables their team and he like disorganizes them with his guerrilla tactics. And I think this is the part. That's the part. Oh, man. Because (laughs) I don't know. Okay. I don't know how long... He's in the woods, but, like, there is one booby trap he makes where he had to whittle, like, probably at least 12 different sticks to make this trap.
0: Well, that's uh, what you'd think, but, you know, special forces, righty-tighty-lefty-loosey, you just make <laughs> makey-breaky, and you gotta stab her. It's, I only need, like, 30 seconds. I don't know how long a human needs.
1: <laughs> but it's crazy, because he, like he'll like jump out and surprise everybody well yeah.
0: well that's one way i mean at one point he ju- he's he's from the top of a tree he's got branches and he jumps on the dude like he's a predator and he stabs him in the ass and runs off <laughs> which is great and then another guy <laughs> he just sneaks up on him sucker punches
1: him and runs away i'm like oh, i love this guy <laughs> Yeah, but then he does do this booby trap thing where it's all these spikes, spikes yeah. and it just goes straight into this guy's crotch. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, how long did it take? Like, to yeah, put right in the baby maker. <laughs> so then he um, he isolates T Soul with a knife to the throat.
0: Oh man. The line. He's like, Don't push it or I'll give you or you won't believe. Let it go. Let it go. Can't hold it back anymore. Let it go. Let it go. Turn away and slam the door. I don't care what you're gonna say. Let the storm rage on. Cold. Didn't bother me anyway.
1: He did. Okay. He
0: does say let it go twice, and I'm like, huh, did Disney pull that from this?
1: oh yeah they're like somebody one of the writers for frozen yeah jennifer lee's like i need to have a showstopper honey turn
0: that movie down wait a second <laughs> <laughs> we're going that what, what, what does stallone say before he's about to about to knife that man in the gullet Ooh, if i could just have a girl with a really pretty voice not so guttural we might really have something here <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's insane <laughs> all right well after he does that so he just like disappears in the woods. Yes. And and by the way, this part
0: of the, this first act of the movie, as far as I'm concerned, flawless. This movie is 90 minutes. It is tight. It is tight and lean in the same way David Cronenberg's The Fly, the same decade is. A Very different movie, I know, but like 90 minutes. This is economical storytelling at its best. This thing is just moving.
1: Okay. Well, now... I mean, now we have a whole base camp being assembled. The next starts. Yeah, with okay, we got the cops, we got the National Guard coming in. I mean, we have the Weekend Warriors. Yeah. And then we have Colonel Special Troutman forces, Colonel Sam Troutman, yes. played by Richard Krenna, who arrives and and he's just like, "I uh, I made Rambo. <laughs> I trained him. I created him." Uh, Crun
0: is wonderful, and he's wonderful in this movie. I always think of him from like Wait Until Dark and a few other movies, but this is his signature role. Yeah, uh, he's great in this. This was apparently it was supposed to be Kirk Douglas. And I'm kind of glad it's not. I think like oh. Kirk Douglas would have overpowered it because Kirk Douglas just doesn't do second banana. So I, I think I think this part of it works, but I mean let's let's also let me be a little critical here. All of his lines are basically fodder for like a Chuck Norris joke book.
1: Yeah, because he's like, I'm surprised any of you guys are still alive.
0: He's like, I didn't come to rescue Rambo from you. I came to rescue you from Rambo. Like all of his lines are that way. You know, if I had to choose between getting my nuts bitten off by piranhas or babysitting John Rambo, I'd take my chances with the piranhas. (laughs) If I had to choose between staring at Eclipse for seven days or spending one minute locked in a cage of John Rambo, I'd say open those peepers and keepers creepers. Let's look at that. <laughs> I mean, this is what we're talking about, right? I mean, like all of his lies are just about how awesome Rambo is and how lame they are. And that's basically all Crona does. It's, it's pretty one note, but, you know, it's very enjoyable. And we need a break because, I mean, it's been nonstop action until then.
1: Well, yeah, but he still refuses to listen to anything. Oh no, no, like, and as I told you, like, he keeps
0: talking about a skirmish. Like, was he the
1: local football hero? Was that yeah, the he's thing? Like, we got to put together a skirmish. I'm like, is that is that even a military word?
0: Okay, guys, let's settle up. Okay, Tidy Whitey, Lefty Lucy, let's find that <laughs> criminal on the Lucy. Let's go. Hut hut. <laughs> like seriously, like, the, the guy. I, I bet that's how he became the sheriff. It's like, oh, I remember when you caught that pass back in '69? Woo! Yeah, exactly. All right, so. He's probably thinking, like, I'm going to become the mayor at some point. Maybe that's it? one of the reasons he's
1: so ticked off his days going so poorly. Well, I love it when Troutman's like, he knows how to live off the land. He could be out there, you know, forever, and he would never, like, need anything. And, and then
0: he, could, he would eat things that would make a billy goat puke. I want, like, a quick cut of a billy goat going,
1: well, and so then we see what what do we see Rambo doing? Like he basically hunts a wild boar. He takes it, skins it, you know, creates like a barbecue. He's having like kalua pork up there. Yeah, and he's just like hanging out by. You it's know, just a f- like a weekend for John Rambo. Yeah, he's just hanging out by a fire, and he has the CB radio that he stole off a guy, mm-hmm. and he's just listening to all their comms. Like
0: yeah, and finally, finally, Troutman uses the vernacular that he used in Vietnam to catch Rambo's attention. It's an interesting moment. I, I like the way Stallone's playing it because they could go all in with the darkness of the character. They don't. But in this moment, it's like Rambo, he's, he's almost wondering like, am I really hearing this? Yeah. I like, the, yeah. I like the way he's playing that. it's Cause, just like, am I, is, am I mad? Or is like, am I actually hearing this right now?
1: Yeah. Cause Troutman tries to get him, his attention on the radio. And then what does Rambo say at the end?
0: they drew first blood. Oh yeah, they drew first blood. They drew first blood. <laughs> yeah.
1: And that's when you know, okay, he's he's going for it. Like yeah. he's not going to back down.
0: But the thing is, he's right. They're idiots. They started <laughs> this fight. They broke so many laws. They abused uh, their trust as public servants. No, like he has a point. And everything he's done, with the exception of the rock to the helicopter, has been self-defense.
1: Well, even the rock was self-defense because they were shooting at him.
0: Yeah. and he... But it's amazing that he weaponized a rock to take down a helicopter. Well, That's the kind of guy we're talking about. I mean, they should... All it is is a little pebble. That, that, that little <laughs> spitty thing's going down.
1: <laughs> okay, well, because he... He got on the CB radio. Now they have located him. Yes. They know where he is. Mm-hmm. So they're like, you know what? In the morning, we're getting this guy. And yep. so they do corner him in a mine entrance where he that's where he's taken refuge. And it's so funny because before I knew it was a mine entrance. I mean, it looked like he built like a house out there. <laughs>
0: All I needed was like four minutes and some lumber and just make my little dream house, you know. I'll just stay out here. I got my boar. I'll be fine. Don't worry about old Rambo. Got a poncho. Got some sticks. I know he
1: makes his own poncho.
0: Well, he finds like a discarded piece of
1: cloth and he's like, oh, perfect size. I know. Okay. So now this is where these like novice guardsmen are firing... Like rocket launchers at him.
0: <laughs> I do like these characters as just as a contrast. Rambo is a one man war. He is a he's a one man platoon. These idiots, <laughs> you know, seven of them put together don't even equal one warrior. They're they're stupid. They're incompetent. They're they're trigger happy. They're so
1: excited to be out there. What they they work at Walgreens during the week? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like he's like sir. I can't clean up this mess. I gotta be at my work tomorrow. Right. Yeah. yeah. I gotta be back at the pharmacy. Yeah.
0: It's it's the humor here is a little bit broader than than maybe the movie knows what to do with. But yeah, I, I do. I I love this because it's like okay, they, they couldn't have picked worse guys, worse warriors to go after the ultimate warrior.
1: Yeah. So they. They blow up the entrance of
0: the mine. They're all too happy to, to blast a bazooka. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Trap him in the mine.
1: And Rambo is inside and they think they've killed him, but of course not. It's a Rambo. And he uses his MacGyver techniques and creates, you know, like a... A flaming torch. A flaming torch. And this is this is another scene.
0: It's, I mean, look, I know it's a movie. I swear to you listeners, I get it. But it sure looks like Stallone's in some claustrophobic, scary, tight caves. Yeah. Not to mention that he's at one point he's surrounded by rats who are all too happy to fling themselves at him.
1: Well, yeah, and as we noted in the end credits, there's a rat wrangler, and so those are real rats. Yeah. And no, I'd be like no. I can't do it. I mean,
0: it's interesting because this was the first movie of this type that Stallone had really done. I mean, at this point, we're talking about Rocky and Paradise Alley and Fists. I mean, this is down and dirty stuff. And Stallone is, you know, really – he's being very generous here. You know, there, there's some stuff where you go, oh, like, he should probably have had his stuntman do this. No, like he's – you know, if he got malaria and who knows what else making this movie, it's it's very understandable why.
1: Okay, so the guys at the top, they think like, yeah, we got him. And – Troutman, he doesn't really say no, you didn't get him, but you can tell he's like not believing it. And and
0: I wouldn't believe anything that the Walmart Warriors would tell me either.
1: <laughs> and Tiesel's just like, all right, and he like he goes back to the office like my work here is done. Yeah. All right. Well, Rambo eventually finds an escape, and he sees. I mean. I don't think this mine doesn't seem very big because where he co- where he goes in and where he comes out, I mean, he's still around everybody.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if anything, I'm sure just the size of the mine shaft probably slowed him down, right? I guess. Just being in such a tight, confined space, he can't, you know, can't every step he's got to be very careful with every step he makes.
1: Well, so he hijacks a passing U.S. Army cargo truck, throws out the driver.
0: <laughs> and yeah, like he... He's like, hey, keep your eye on the road, like that's really dangerous. That was like kind of a like an aside ad lib line. I'll bet that's why he's got the screenplay credit.
1: Yeah, he probably
0: wrote that. Guys, I just made this movie so much funnier. So like you better put me <laughs> on the credits.
1: <laughs> so because he threw that guy out, that guy told the cops, like, uh, Rambo's still alive, you guys. Yeah. So, you know, there ends up being Another chase, but he he crashes he crashes into a gas station. He blocks the highway, and he's he destroys the the stolen truck. There's explosions and and everything, and uh, then Rambo goes on a shooting spree in town. Do
0: we jump over the moment where Teasel is at what looks like a Ruby Tuesdays? It's like the only excitement in town is when he and Troutman have dinner together.
1: Can we jump over that? Let's see. We might have. Yeah. Oh, well. Okay. I was interested because
0: I'm like, oh, there's like, this is the one wild and crazy part of the town of Hope. It's like, you know, there's like attractive people there. It's like, it's kind of like the nightlife of Hope. Otherwise, you know, this is a very quiet, sleepy lumber town.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, it just kind of seems like it's one of those towns that's just right off of a highway. Yeah. And like you, they probably get a lot of people that pass by. So it's like... Why is he? Does he pick on every maybe person who just comes through town? Maybe
0: this is all he does,
1: which is so crazy to me because I, you know, I know people that live in little towns like this where it, there is a highway going through and there's you know a couple restaurants and that's it. And it's like if the cops like drove everyone out of town, those business owners would be so mad. The thing is, like
0: Denahi. Very famously, a really warm and intelligent actor, a guy who you know played everything, had a long career, character acting, lead roles, you name it. He's playing a bully here and it's interesting it's interesting because he's essentially you know kind of the kind of the guy in this town like everybody knows who he is. he has the respect, he has the power. And from the first time we meet him, he's clearly abusing it so severely and his everyone under him is like following suit. You know, they're either caught up in his kind of corrupt ways or you know, or something like or like the David Caruso character who's kind of like, uh, maybe we shouldn't do this,
1: guys, and you know, and they all and they all suffer for it. Yeah.
0: Which is great.
1: <laughs> okay, so back to him going on a shooting spree, Teasel gets on some kind of radio. And tells all the residents to get inside, you know, like get to safety.
0: And my question is, this is, not, this is what it's like in Hope at like 6 o'clock every night, right? <laughs> okay, you guys, get inside. Murder, She Wrote is starting and the McDonald's is closed down. Uh, we want to thank Ruby Tuesdays for that Tuesday night special. And uh, yeah, see you guys tomorrow bright and early. diesel out.
1: <laughs> that would be so insane. I like from here. <laughs> No. Okay, so Rambo, um, he shoots up. Okay, so he destroyed the gas station. He's armed now with an M sixty machine gun, and he goes <laughs> to a, destroys a sporting goods shop, a few other businesses, and then we see Teasel like go to the roof of the police station and he's ugh, he's such a coward. He's just like trying to find Rambo just by being up top because he yeah. thinks he has, you know, the high ground so he's gonna be able to see him better. And no, like Rambo is just taking everything out. It's pretty awesome.
0: It's great. He's like stupid gas station, stupid diner I never ate at, <laughs> stupid police station I stayed at. Oh, McDo- oh, I like McDonald's. Stupid Bennegan's, <laughs> stupid quick stuff.
1: <laughs> Just takes out everything. Well, then um, finally Rambo spots him on the roof. Yeah. So he does go to the police station and he shoots through the skylight and Teasel immediately fires at Rambo. And so now he, I don't know, before Rambo is going to shoot Teasel, Colonel Troutman appears and tells him that, you know. He he shouldn't do that. Yeah, he he's not going to escape alive. He doesn't want that. To Voice happen. of reason. Yeah. So, <clears throat> anyways, this is the part where they get Teasel out of there, and now it's just Troutman and Rambo. Yes, together, and
0: this is the controversial part of this movie which, for a as lot of I reasons. I told you
1: is so crazy. Okay, because originally they you. Tell us what the ending was supposed to
0: well, be. Well, the ending was a lot like the Dave Morrell novel. And though the novel, it, it makes it clear that Teasel dies and then Rambo dies uh, shoots himself. Actually, in the novel, he dies because Teasel has wounded him and he dies from the wound. In the original ending of this film, which I've never watched, I've never wanted to, apparently Rambo shoots himself.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So they didn't like that. And I'm glad they didn't because they like, sequel. And so you have this ending where Stallone suddenly has a very lengthy monologue talking about how hard it was for him to return to civilization. Rambo is talking about the life that could have been. He's remembering friends who died horribly in his arms. He's remembering the horrors of the war and a lot of things. I mean, for one thing, when this movie came out, the people that didn't like the movie, which is most of critics, they went after this scene because they're like, this is really heavy handed. For a movie that's escapist, for a movie that's an adventure film, for a movie that doesn't seem like it really wants to deal with Vietnam, except in you know a very poppy sort of mainstream pop culture way, this scene is like it's it's loaded, and the stuff he says is very very painful to hear in some cases. However, people also made fun of it because they made fun of Stallone. They're like he's unintelligible. We don't even know what he's saying half the time. This monologue, we can't understand what he's saying and what we do understand, it's just – it burdens the film. It weighs it down. But you know what? I mean, when Teasel is taken down, the movie's over. You know, I mean, that's that's yeah. it. You know, what, what, I mean, Teasel is the ultimate villain here. It's not really the national guard. It's not really the cops. It's Teasel. So when, when Dennehy is on his back and Stallone is standing over him, I mean that's it. You know, you don't really need anything more than that. So Teasel exits the film. It's just now it's Trotman and Rambo, and instead of ending in this tragic way that the movie was going to end, it is this monologue. And you know, I, I have mixed feelings about it because it's a long monologue. And it's a lot. Um, I think some of it's very good. Some of it isn't. I do want to ask about this one little piece of it. So forgive me as I I resort back to my Stallone voice so that we all understand. So at one point in the monologue, Grandma goes back there. I could fly a gunship. I was in charge of million dollar equipment. Back here, I can't even hold a job parking cars. So here's my question. Is he pontificating his career choices or is there a lost chapter of his life? Where like, hey man, I told you to park it. No, but I'm not doing that. It's not an American no, car. No,
1: I think he's he had a hard time getting a job. He's had a hard time getting a job.
0: I was at Ava's rent a car for like two days and they were so mean to me and I, I just left. Like, I, I get,
1: it did make me wonder, like, Oh, did he do that before he came to this town? Is that why, you know... No, I think nobody would hire him and he would probably try to get a job parking cars.
0: I mean, I I honestly think he's just like waxing poetic. Like, I can't even do this. Like, he could have said, like, I can't even, you know, I can't even... Wash dishes? I can't even, you know, gather shopping carts in the parking lot of Walmart. It could have been been anything, but... okay. The fact that he says that with such anger, I'm like, oh, was that last week? Like, what... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what are you not telling us, John no, the, Rambo? The
1: sad part, the part that made me just so sad, was when he's you know giving this monologue and he's talking about his friend who's basically yeah. blown up, yes, and he can't find his friend's legs yeah. and that whole thing. I mean, it is just it's so brutal to listen to. And um, but I actually liked this about the this movie because you know in the beginning you see okay. He just wanted to get a meal and Teasel was being a jerk and wouldn't even let him stay in town to have a bite to eat, which, again, is not against the law, but he made it like a crime. And, you know, then he gets completely triggered, triggered enough to create a small town war. And then this is his breakdown. Yeah. You know, so I do feel like it brings the character like full circle. Yes. So you kind of understand the complete arc, and Troutman is the only person who can like get him out Good of reason. that.
0: Yeah, because he, he yeah. as you said, he created him.
1: Yeah. So at the end, when they walk out of this building together, it's like okay, you know, you don't you don't know where he's taking Rambo, yeah, but you figure. Well, he's you know, maybe he's taking him to a hospital. Maybe he's taking him to some kind of rehab center. Or to the back
0: of an alley and shooting him in the head.
1: No. Oh, what? That's so that dark. Would be
0: so so sad. What? Dark No, that's not what happens. Come on. <laughs> I think he loves Rambo. And there's a there's a really nice moment where they're talking on the C B together and Rambo confirms that the last person in his platoon didn't make it. And you know it's this—it's this moment where Troutman and Rambo are like, "Yeah, we're we're all we got. Essentially, we're the only yeah. ones who who know what it was like, who survived all that." Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I love the freeze frame that the movie ends on. I wish it didn't immediately cut to that song.
1: Oh my gosh, the song at the end.
0: It's a long road when you're on your own.
1: Do-do-do-do. I mean, the lyrics to
0: this song... It's very on the nose. Yeah, it's it's like...
1: What's the song called?
0: It's a Long Road When You're On Your Own by Dan Hill. You're going to pull up the lyrics? Yeah, the, you know, the 80s were famous for lyrics that kind of basically laid out the plot. I mean, like, I was... I think it's hilarious every time I listen. It's like what a feeling from Flashdance.
1: Hey, that's a great song.
0: It's a great song, but it's the plot of Flashdance. A lot of a lot yeah. of these movies. It's like you know, just in case you didn't get what the film was about,
1: let's give it to you in song form. Yeah. Okay, so well, here's here go, a folks. little bit here from "It's a Long Road" theme from First Blood. To avoid your daddy's disapproving eyes, your silence hurts like a lover's lie. Your mama walks such a fragile line. The tears will love, but you don't cry. With a trembling hand, you wave goodbye. Gonna catch a plane to another life. You swore this time wouldn't try so hard to please everyone. As you streak across the sky, you feel the loneliness coming on. Maybe this time he'll be back with you like he promised to. (laughs) Maybe this Once your star will shine, maybe he won't break your heart this time, and all your life you've heard it said, that you could never quite fit in, till you froze your heart, acted like you couldn't hear them, you swore this time, wouldn't try so hard to please him. (sighs) Is that written by Emily Dickinson? I do feel like this, this version doesn't have the long road part. Is have... this the spoken
0: word version of that yeah. song? Yeah,
1: maybe maybe they changed it later on. But but, but as I
0: told you today, because I thought Ten Hill, I know that name. He did um, a duet in '87. It was like the number two biggest song of the year, and you recognize it immediately. It's one of those those power oh, duets.
1: I think I read the wrong one. I think I don't even think that's it. Was okay, this look. a theme from Rambo 5? No, no. they. I think it was mis- mislabeled. But here, it's a long road <laughs> when you're on your own. And it hurts when they tear your dreams apart. And every new town just seems to bring you down. Trying to find a peace of mind can break your heart. It's a real war right outside your front door. I tell ya, out where they'll kill ya, you could use a friend.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's much worse than what you read before.
1: I think what I read before was maybe a little more poetic, and this is like.
0: I think that was the first draft, and this is.
1: Yeah, and then and then they're like, no, no, it,
0: it's got to be about the movie, man.
1: Yeah, you got to change that. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that was uh, a couple different drafts of this song.
0: Stallone's so like, you know, I got a brother named Frank. Like, <laughs> I could have him write. A verse, you know, a couple of courses if you're interested, you know, and maybe use it, maybe maybe you rewrite it. I don't
1: know. No, I I thought that Frank. I'm like, is this Frank Stallone? That's yeah, I, I was kind of
0: dreading. Like, oh, please don't let it be Frank, because I'm 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 always rooting for Frank Stallone. I like the
1: soundtrack to Staying Alive, which, by the way, is the movie that Stallone did right after this one okay wait listen to this first Uh tell me what do you do to survive when they draw first blood that's just the start of it day and night you gotta fight to keep alive oh man they put the they put first blood in there
0: i don't know if taylor swift could sell that lyric i really don't
1: (laughs) all right well that's that's
0: first blood i i dig this film um I don't know if I have a favorite Rambo film because there's things about all of them, even the last one, which I think is the most flawed, but I, I like all of them a lot. I think this is probably the best one just because again, it's very, it's just, it's tight. It's 90 minutes. This is, this is a master class on how to make just a really swift action movie. So I dig it. I find Stallone's character always sympathetic. The movie sort of, it wants to acknowledge that he's going through PTSD and he's, you know, uh, you know, seen some awful things in the book uh, by Morrell, which was written in 1972. Rambo is damaged goods. I mean, he's. I mean, he's basically. He's, he's. practically psychotic. He's a lot scarier in the novel, and as I said, the ending of the novel is much, much more dire. But um, yeah, I like all of them. I like Rambo: First Blood Part Two, which is a big part of my childhood. I mean, I had a. before I even saw the movie, I had a Rambo poster in my playroom, and uh, here's a weird memory that movie was such a big deal because it came out the same year as Rocky four, you know, which is one of the most patriotic movies of the eighties. So I knew that Rambo first blood part two was going to premiere on HBO at a certain time and date. So I told all my friends like, guys, you should come over to my house. And like, watch this, it's gonna be like seven o'clock and HBO. And they're like, oh man, you have HBO! Like, yeah, yeah, go to my house. So my mom found out about this because <laughs> I had my Rambo First Blood Part 2 poster in in our playroom of all things. And right below it, I had like Scott's taped below the poster, like eight o'clock, HBO, April 12th, you know? My <laughs> like mom, a
1: real movie. Like poster. a real movie poster.
0: Mom I'm like,
1: what's this, Barry? I'm like, oh, nothing.
0: So yeah, she called her on. She's like, oh, I'm your. You're not having your fr- your little friends come to our house and watch an R-rated movie. So, <laughs> so it'd be a while later that I finally got to see it. But once I saw it, I mean, I just I loved it. It's a ridiculous fantasy how you know the 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 true horrible story about you know POWs who had still been caged, still you know were still not rescued, still in you know in Vietnam, and you know the movies like you know. It's this fantasy of Stallone's like, I'll get you guys, don't worry. Like in one app well, it's like in the over the course of two days, Rambo goes and like you know, rescues everybody. If
1: anyone can do it, it's Rambo. Clearly, clearly, excuse yeah. me. I stand
0: corrected. And then Rambo three, which everybody laughs at because, you know, Rambo is basically saving you know, uh, these, these soldiers from, uh, Russian, Russian enemies. And of course the soldier he saves, you know, if, if history reveals itself to be true, they would eventually become Al Qaeda. So that's Rambo three, which is full of awesome action sequences. And that's the one where Colonel Troutman is kidnapped and Rambo has to go save him. So there's some Mm. real stakes there. And the end song on that movie's credits is, uh, he ain't heavy. He's my brother. That's really bad. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then there's Rambo 4, which is just called Rambo, and I like it. It's rough. It's incredibly gory, but Stallone directed it and wrote it and starred in it. I I really dig that movie. And the last one is good as well. Rambo, Last Blood. Not a great title, Last Blood. Rambo 6. It's good. Um, yeah, I like it. It has a final scene. I won't say exactly what it is, but it's like they don't really make a decision whether Rambo lives or dies at the end of the movie. They kind of like... They kind of go halfway. It's stupid. It's it's not good. Do you think that's really
1: the last Rambo?
0: I hope not. I'd like to see one more.
1: What do you think they're going to call it? Like, Final Blood?
0: <laughs> uh, Rambo Blood Transfusion?
1: Oh, my gosh. No. Well, he's in the old folk song. I was like, I'm kind
0: of ridden blue guys.
1: <laughs> okay. Is there anything you would change about First Blood besides the ending song? the
0: ending song's gotta go and I think I would trim Stallone's final monologue a little bit mm. I like it I just think there's a little too much of it
1: mm. and I mean he's really given it though like he's really he is he's he really crying no
0: I mean Stallone is underrated as an actor I don't know if this scene represents the height of his abilities as an actor but yeah I agree with you he's very good in the scene but I do think he says a little too much especially since at this point in the movie he's only said like 14 sentences so, yeah, there's there's little things here and there. But, again, it's 90 minutes and it, it flies by. It's, a, it's an exciting movie.
1: I think I would have the guerrilla warfare at the beginning with the booby traps be, like, a little bit longer. Hmm. Because that's probably my favorite part. It's the
0: best part of the movie. I agree. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, when he finally gets on foot and he's running through and he <laughs> stabs the guy in the butt and, like... <laughs> All that stuff. I I feel like that should be a little bit longer. And the part where, you know, they're trying to, like, figure out if they're going to blow up the mine. You know, that could be shorter. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. That's all I would do.
0: I feel like they looked at the, the, the people who eventually made Predator looked at this and said, you know, it wouldn't be great if this first act of Rambo was the entire film. And instead of it being Rambo, it's the bad guy. You know.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, this is a highly influential action movie. And. You know, who would have who would have thought it would work, um, especially because it's Stallone who at this point was playing these heroes. And, you know, Rambo isn't, you know, the thing is that Stallone makes the character so sympathetic. The fact that he's dealing with the psychological baggage that he is, you kind of don't even think about it. Because it's like, this is a guy who's been wronged. We just want him. We just want
1: He life. just wants
0: soup and a tuna melt. We just want life to give this guy a break. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting really quickly that, uh, which one is it's. It's Rambo 5. Rambo 5 ends where John Rambo finds his childhood home and he's walking towards it. And it's interesting. It's a cool way to end it because it's almost like full circle. It's like, okay, he's back to the guy we met at the beginning of the first movie. Oh, this movie never really uh, never really reveals one of the secrets of the characters, which I want to reveal right now. So, like, John J. Rambo, middle name, Jiminy. <laughs> John Jiminy Rambo.
1: Okay. You know what I want to see happen in a Rambo movie? What's that? I want the ending. The
0: second one's a love story. There is a, he does have a romantic fling in the second movie. She doesn't make it to the end of the film, but it does happen.
1: Okay. Well, no, I don't need a love story in Rambo, which is surprising for me. Okay. I think at the very, if they do another one, I think the very ending should be him going back to Hope and sitting at a diner and Teasel has to serve him his food because now he's no. So it's like the ending him Back to the Future. He's like no longer. He's no longer the sheriff. What? That's the ending of Back to the Future.
0: Where, where, where Teasel's like, "Sorry,
1: Mrs. McFly, I, I, I I'll do the second coat." <laughs> so
0: he's like Biff Tannen at the ending of Back to the Future. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so he's been demoted. He can no longer be the deputy because he's terrible at his job. Now oh,
0: sorry, John. I, I mean, Mr. Rambo, you, you want a second tuna melt? Yeah, that'd be very nice, Jesus hey, hey, do you want me to cut off the crust for you? Yeah, I, I would really appreciate that. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, right away, Mr. Rambo.
1: Yeah. Yes. do you think that be He's awesome? got a little paper
0: hat on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Where he used to have a badge, it's now a name tag that just says Diesel. Yeah, and Rambo's just like... I'm going to need lots of refills.
0: (laughs) You know, Tisa, like, I want to give you a good tip, but like, you know, you got to fill this up, man, because like, this coffee isn't going to, you know, serve itself. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. There you go. That would make the whole series just like come full circle for me. Hmm. I'll
0: tell you what I want. Um because I, I, don't know. I, I feel like Stallone is going to try to do one more. <laughs> I really do. But I would like a prequel movie. I want a movie about him and Troutman fighting who in the war. Who would
1: play him? They'd
0: have. Well, I mean, I think you'd have to. I think Mr. Stallone would have to pick somebody. You know, and he it would have to get his blessing.
1: Oh my gosh! There's no one. I don't think there's anyone who could do it. They'd have to do. They'd have to just like DH him. Oh
0: no, no, thank you. What about the guy who's playing the Punisher right now?
1: Yeah, I don't know.
0: Okay, I, I think there's. I think you could find somebody.
1: Oh, Sebastian what?
0: Maniscalco. Oh, da- oh my gosh! Well,
1: what about the voice?
0: What about oh, they, the voice?
1: Wouldn't, it wouldn't sound like him at all.
0: Well, I mean, it's a lower octave. I think you could find an actor who could convey convey a young Stallone. I'm sure you could. I don't know. I mean, I would
1: see it just because I would have to see it, but it would have to be like so good. Interesting. So
0: you – I mean – and this is cool because I mean like I feel this way about Indiana Jones. I'm I'm like, no, no, no. You don't recast it. You just stop making the movies. That's how I feel about it. Yeah. So you don't think it's a James Bond thing. Like you can't just like have a new actor. No. No. But it's a new – but even if it's like a new part of his life because I mean we're talking a very different film too.
1: Okay. See like the Bond series just kind of did that. Like, they just decided, okay, we're just going to have different bonds. And people just, like, went with it because that was just the thing. Yeah, You can't just go for, I don't know, when did Stallone start these movies when he was, like, 20 and now he's, like, 70? You can't go 50 years and then be like, you know what, we're just going to start having new Rambos. Let's just call it Rambo Original Blood.
0: Uh, Oh. There you go. And it's, it's the day, it's like the first day of basic training where Troutman is training John Rambo and all the other guys that he's talking about. So, I ah. actually get to meet these dudes.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess if it was like an 18-year-old Rambo. Right. Yeah. You yeah. probably could find somebody.
0: I find that interesting. And it ends where he's got the hair and he's got the jacket and he's got the, you know, and he's got his knapsack. He's like, all right, I'll see you guys later. And that's, and he walks off and that's, you know. And then that He's like, Dan, he's like Never give up hope.
1: And oh,
0: then, we <laughs> did there. And then Dan, Dan Hills, it's a long road till you're on your own Play Or or the the remix by by Taylor Swift cuz we got to get the kids in. Wow. That plays over the end credits.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. I could I could be down for original blood. That just sounds so weird, but yeah, original blood. <laughs> but they could they could just call it the beginning. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right, make, whoever is in charge, uh, make it happen. <laughs> that would be
0: Mr. Sylvester Stallone.
1: Yeah, okay. Come on, Sly. So do how we... many
0: stars do you give us? Sorry Oh,
1: um, I give it, I want to say four stars. Wow. But I kind of feel like maybe three and a half is like a little bit more fair. But I, I think I'm going to stick with four stars.
0: Wow. Yeah. For, for, it's three for me. Three for you. Yeah, I like this movie a lot. Yeah, three. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. All right. Yeah, I think it's great. I would watch it again, like soon. Okay. Actually, I kind of it kind of makes me want to watch the whole series. Yeah, now. we
0: should have a marathon. We totally yeah. should. Yeah, we won't talk. I dig about, all those movies.
1: We're not gonna do, you know, episodes on everyone, but um, they all yeah. have
0: fantastic sequences. The third one, which I think is kind of underrated, it's got the Thai stick fight that starts the movie. Like, there's yeah, they all have their highlights yeah. and lowlights.
1: More uh, Dan songs?
0: No, I mean, like I told you, there's like there's a scene in the third one where Stallone cauterizes a wound, cauterizes wound rather using gunpowder and, and a and a flame, and he's like this, it, this, his side cavity sort of explodes for a second, and all it says is. Ugh! <laughs> So instead of
1: fainting and like coming to three days later, like most people yeah, fainting and soiling yourself like I would in that situation. Right. Yeah. No, he's like, oh man, that hurts. Okay. He's like, did something just bite me? Was that a (laughs) mosquito? (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, I think we've done it.
0: I think we did. Yes. All right. Yeah. Well, it's a fun movie. Check it out, folks. First blood.
1: All right, and that concludes our discussion of First Blood.
0: That'd be one.